thank you so much for joining me on Base Talk Thursday with Henry and the Invisibles. Or do you just go by Henry Invisible now? I'm Henry Invisible now. Okay. But, but you know, same thing though, AKA. Yeah, man. So we go way back. I want to say the first time I saw you, and correct me if I'm wrong, was this at Dr. Rockets in Corpus Christi? More than likely, for sure. Yeah, uh, okay. When Squirrel used to book the shows. Yeah. Squizelle. <laughs> Shout out to Squiz. Shout out to Squirrel. Um, <laughs> he's still down in Corpus booking shows, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Still rocking and rolling. Mm, love him. um yeah so that's the first I mean that was such a long time ago I was playing in monkeys doing it back then and you know I know we were always like crossing paths um I know you're really good friends with like sun salutation and all those guys and um so this was like 15 16 years ago probably wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) what no way yeah I know right not to age us or anything um (laughs) Not to age us, but I mean, back then it was just, it was really crazy because I feel like there's not a trend, but there's a lot more people nowadays that are really using a lot of software to become um, one man type bands, you know what I mean? Or uh, be able to use software, you know, do what you're doing before it, ding, 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 it's like magic. I was getting out of focus. I thought it was... (laughs) Man, I, I stayed up, but I, you know, just wanted to double check. Just wanted to double check. So you were doing it way before it was cool, you know. There's a lot of people doing it now, but I feel like, hey, man, you were the OG original. <laughs> Copycats. Yeah. Copycats. No. Um. So I just kind of wanted to start with something that I was reading earlier. Mm. Um. You know, I did want to tell everybody today because it is base talk Thursday. But not only are we talking bass today, right? But we're talking with Henry and your invisible band, right? You work closely with Bootsy Collins. You host the Love Stream every Thursday and Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Time, right? That's right. That's right. And you host your own show on Bootsy Radio every Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. That's right. And we're about to add um, another Saturday night show as well. It's going to be like a dance fever kind of disco funk style party um on saturdays as well bootsy radio um it's been going great so far i mean we just had one show really but it's uh it's it's growing it's growing in fact the past week it's been super hot thanks for mentioning all that stuff oh no yeah of course did your homework (laughs) oh yeah no it's kind of blowing my mind because uh I know that we were both at NAMM this year, and unfortunately, we didn't, we weren't able to cross paths because- It was crazy over there. It's a huge event. Mm -hmm. It blows Mm -hmm. my mind. It was my first time ever, ever attending. Mm -hmm. It's almost Uh, a bit much, isn't it? It's like Guitar Center times a thousand. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, there's so many, everybody's just, just playing everything, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like an aural, like- mind trip you know Uh, it was fun though for sure yeah and so unfortunately I wasn't able to see you but I knew Bootsy was there and I know I knew you had won an award or you were you were doing a contest or I knew you were there and you were going to be in Bootsy's presence and you know I was like super stoked for you and I'm like wandering around with my friend at NAMM and 
literally from like the side of my eye, I see this like eight foot man dressed <laughs> in this like beautiful, like red outfit and these huge boots and this top hat. <laughs> and he's literally like, God is gliding him down, you know, to me. And it ends up being the escalator, you know? <laughs> 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 the UFO coming down, yeah. He glided down to me, and I was in such shock. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, literally, this is Bootsy Collins, and he is just, like, walking around, and some people don't even know who he is, right? So I proceed, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to take a picture with this guy, right? Because he's, like, mm -hmm. talking with his manager or whoever, and he has his wife, you know, next yep. to him, right? Mm -hmm. And they're just kind of, you know, um, not avoiding me, but I, I wasn't loud enough. I wasn't really like, like, hey, hey, I want to take a picture. So I chased the man down three flights of stairs. And then I, <laughs> I finally get the picture with him. And I'm so like starstruck in the picture. Like he's trying to put his arm around me. And I'm like, so far away from him. You know, because I see his wife over there, like not mean mugging, but I'm like, man, she looks gangsta. <laughs> oh, she's super sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Patty. So that was my experience with Bootsy, but I want to know all about your experience and your NAM experience and tell us about the contest and, okay. and how all of this came about. Sure. Yeah. So by the way, that was a great picture. I saw the picture you posted. Okay. It was, <laughs> didn't seem awkward at all. It was beautiful actually. Cause Thank you. I mean, Bootsy is just, uh, uh, he's, he's an amazing, amazing soul. He, his persona is exactly as you would expect. Um, it's, it's, it's not an act. I mean, that Bootsy is just one of those stars that we've been graced with on this planet because um, uh, he's just a super soul. But yeah, how it all happened for me, um, I was in Mexico and um, I, was look, I was scrolling on Instagram because I had just entered a, a, another contest where I sent in a video and I was trying to win some prizes. And uh, lo and behold, you know, I, I was scrolling, I was sitting at the bar and I saw this thing that was like audition for Bootsy Collins. Um, he's going to pick five uh, musicians to come out to Anaheim for NAM and perform. Uh, well, basically it was an audition. And uh, I mean, I'm thinking, wow, you know, I, I, I just found this by luck. I'm going to try it out. I, it said, and so the rules were like, send in a minute video, tag Bootsy, tag DR Strings, like a couple of the sponsors, Sweetwater, that kind of thing. And, uh, and uh, we'll notify you on Christmas. And I was like, well, okay. So I looked at my phone. I found a video that I hadn't posted yet because it had to be something that you hadn't posted. And I found one uh, before I left for Mexico. I was going to post something while I was on vacation. Yeah. And so... Um, I posted it and I tagged it and Christmas came and went and I didn't think anything about it. I just thought, you know, you know, you just try things and uh, quite often I'll enter stuff and, and not get notified and uh, or you get that email, you know, you didn't make it. And I'm like, OK, well, whatever, you know, so Christmas came and went. And I'm saying, well, at least maybe Bootsy heard of me out there somewhere in the uh, in the interwebs. And um, it was two days after Christmas, it was the 27th. And all of a sudden I'm scrolling on Instagram again. And he said, let's give a shout out to the five winners. 
and I was tagged on it. So I was like, wow, what? You know, this is, this is incredible. This is crazy. And so I was like, you know, besides myself, you know, I, I was practically speechless because this to me is a big thing. I'm a funk guy, if you know my music. And, and um, you know, I've, I've, I've long loved uh, Parliament Funkadelic, James Brown, and pretty much everything that Bootsy's graced. Um, along the way, his his own Bootzilla rubber band and everything, and so I was just like, you know, freaking out. And um, it was like Christmas all over again, huh? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, so it cool. definitely was. It definitely was. And I, so at this point, I still don't know what to expect. I don't know, you know, what's going on. Like, what does it mean? What did I actually win? What's going on? And then the emails started coming, and it was like, hey, you. Um, have to come to Nam, okay? You gotta, you gotta get your own way there, but we're gonna give you a ticket, and also you're going to audition for Bootsy at his party. Oh, so, you're giving me goosebumps. <laughs> so he was, so he was throwing a party in Nam at Nam, and I'll tell you a little bit about the party in just a second because it was, it was, it was such a wild experience. But anyways, so I told my pops because my pops and I we travel the country together we've gone to festivals all over the country and um you know we have a tour van and that's how we go and I said uh do you want to go to Nam? I mean I've got to audition for Bootsy and um I'd prefer driving because we've got all this gear rather than figuring out the flights and all that and he said let's go so um it was January 18th, I believe, January 18th or, or the 28th. Gosh, I can't even believe I forgot to do it. I think it was the 18th, though. I was like, I have my NAM pass right here. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just going to look in the calendar, too. But, yeah, it, it definitely ended with an eight. And, um, and so we drove out there, and we went to NAM, and I met the people that I had to meet, like DR Strings representatives and um, that kind of thing, and... Um, you know, it was just kind of this whirlwind. And then I found out where I was going to perform at the audition the very next day. Showed up to the audition. Oh, let me back. Let me, let me rewind a little bit. They had already picked their five uh, auditions for the contest. I came in a sixth. So somehow or another, they booted somebody out so I could get in. Yeah, I heard that. So I, I heard that story later, that they had already picked their people, and then um, his manager was like, "Oh, Bootsy, hey, what about this guy? You know, what about this guy?" And Bootsy was like, "Oh yeah, let's you know bring him." So I apologize to whoever. Right, was. sorry, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Try again next time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you know, I was so grateful for that, and when I got to the audition, now I'm getting into the party. Um, we got there and, um, I, I got to tell a little side story too. the manager of Bootsy. I, I won't give names or anything. Cause a lot of people like to try to contact people. Um, and that's not what they're, you know, trying to yeah, do. No worries. You can message me the info later, <laughs> <laughs> but the manager came and was like the first guy to introduce himself. And, uh, you know, I walked in and introduced myself and, um, he seemed to be one of them, like a stage manager. He didn't, he didn't say, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I manage Bootsy Collins and a bunch of other stars and, you know, all that stuff. 
it was basically like, hey, man, you know, I'm getting to work. Um, can you help me move this cable over here and wrap it around the stage? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, you know. So immediately we got to work and we're like setting it up, and you know, and I'm like, can I set my gear up over there? And he's like, ah, you know, put it over there, you know, because we got a bunch of things. And like it was um, Bernard Purdy on drums. Fred Wesley uh, was there uh, from James Brown, the JB Horns. Wow. Uh, yeah. Ellis Hall. Uh, amazing artist on Bootzilla. So were you starstruck at all? Were you like speaking? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've done a few shows with Fred, um, opened up for Maceo Parker for a few shows back in the days. And like, I got a chance to meet all these cats. But it's like, you know, I'm enamored by by their, ah, gosh, their, their long discography of wonderful, amazing music and sure. and just, just the history that these guys hold. Yeah. And so every time it is kind of like a reintroduction. Although this time, though, when I finished performing, uh, Fred Wesley did recognize me. He said, yeah, I do remember in Austin because I said, Mr. Wesley, you know, oh, it's so good to see you again. You know, I opened up for you in Austin one time. And he said, yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, you know, that's my heart, right? So anyways, um, the other uh, the other musicians uh, got a chance to perform. By the way, there was some amazing talent in there. Um, uh, Taz was there. He played uh, some Jimi Hendrix stuff. Um, there was um, um, that 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 little boy bassist Aaron. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that cute. that kid is dynamic. I mean, that kid is incredible i mean he's got the feel it's it's amazing um Can you imagine when his fingers stop growing like they're still little fingers <laughs> it's amazing i know he's got that like like quartered down base or whatever it's still it's still a little smaller than like a but he's he's getting there and it's it's going to be amazing i know and then um just a plethora of other you know instagram famous cats were there yeah. i was i was the least I uh, would say, um, as far as like followers on Instagram and all that stuff, like these people are past. And so, uh, you know, I was pretty nervous because uh, the, 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 what do you call it? The arch was high, you know? I mean, the bar oh, was boy. super high. Sorry, I have to stop you really quick. So you were nervous. A man that has an invisible band, okay, that plays a plethora of instruments and is opened up for... George Clinton in Parliament Funkadelic, Bernie Worrell, George Porter Jr., Gary Clark Jr., Lauren Hill, Ghostland Observatory, Dumpster Funk, Ear Funk, Carl Dance's Tiny Universe, and Victor Wooten. This man right here was nervous. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you did your homework. <laughs> That's amazing. I was I was nervous, definitely. Um the night before, I had a, I had practiced in the hotel room, and I had went over the same song twenty times with my dad. And By the way, shout out to Pops because Pops is like <laughs> your number one supporter, and yeah, shout the out one to that Pops. made all this one made it all happen, right? I would not be here if it weren't for his support and love. Um, thank you. But yeah, I mean, we we practiced and practiced and practiced, and I kept tweaking the song and getting it a little tighter and a little shorter, and because they had said, you know, you got five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I said, ah, oh, can I get six? Because <laughs> the song, you know, I got to build it and all this stuff. And they were like, okay, six, you know. Oh. 
Then I'm like, okay, okay, cool. You know, it's like a minute. And I said, I'll be real fast to break it down and set it up and get off stage. And, you know, and they're like, okay, okay. Wait, so, so the six minutes included the set up and the set off, like setting up and taking off the equipment? No, the six no. was just your performance. Your performance. Okay. So they gave her every act about, I mean, not, not a lot of time, maybe like yeah. five, 10 minutes 10 tops minutes. to switch in and out. And so we, you know, set it up and everything was good to go. And then, you know, it was my turn and I was last. And I was so grateful that I was last too, because more people were coming in. And by the guests that were coming in, I mean, we're talking about singers with the platters, uh, cats that played with Buddy Miles, uh, you know, I mean, like all sorts of amazing soul acts locally, you know, historically legendary, like it was just a room full of stars and just like, it was super crazy. And right, if you get invited to Bootsy Collins party, you better go to Bootsy Collins party. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, you know, there was the P-Funk fam was there. Um, I was kicking it with, uh, you know, George Clinton's grandson. And, um, you know, um, Gary Scheider's son was there. I mean, just, it was just amazing. It was amazing. And, 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 and it, that just says to me, like, you know, just how, like, thick the funk family is. And, um, like, I always expected it, but it's totally true. And everybody sticks together and supports each other. And... It, it's definitely, um, to me, it's, it's, it's different than a lot of different music categories where in some cases it's, it's like pretty competitive or, or whatnot. Like sure. it seems like the funk fam is definitely strong together and they unify around that, you know? So um, I thought it was beautiful. And anyway, so I, I did my audition and it was incredible. Um, right. Cause they saved the best for last. Well, they didn't know what, what it was and, but I, I turned it up a notch. Let's just say that because I came in and it was just like this dance song and I had everybody just, you know, moving and I looked over and Bootsy's grooving and Patty's grooving and, you know, I'm just like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then I busted into the keyboards and then I busted into the percussion and then I took a guitar solo and I threw the guitar around my head and I, yeah, I just threw the gauntlet. Like I was like, no, I didn't come this far in yeah. life traveled from texas to cali you know and you know came here to mess around like i just came to throw it down and yeah and um that's what happened and the rest is pretty much history because like uh you know i walked over to um to bootsy they never announced a winner so okay. and it was very very private and so i walked over to bootsy and i'm like Hey, Mr. Collins, you know, this is the first time I'm actually really getting a chance to chat with him at, at close. Uh, and so I was like, did I win, you know? And he, he looks over at me and he goes, you're a winner. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. My dad has the picture where I actually says that. I'm like, you know, and it's so crazy. And uh, he basically was like, you know, you, you did all that. And I love it. And so the very next day, um, we were heading back to Texas. I was actually performing at a wedding like that weekend. So I had to get back and all this stuff. It was around Las Cruces where I got the text um, from Booty that said that they really enjoyed my performance and that they would love for me to 
come on to Bootzilla. Oh and my God, I'm still getting goosebumps. <laughs> and I wish, I wish I had stayed in Cali one more, in Anaheim one more day because apparently they were headed off to Dr. Dre's house party. Oh, like, hello. And so I you wish had I, to go play your wedding because you yeah, are a committed. My dad, my dad was like, turn around you know we were already in like new mexico and i was like ah oh, well we're gonna be late now you know so we'll have to do that soon hopefully. oh my gosh how funny oh my goodness i couldn't even imagine like i just can't even imagine like your childhood you know influence and somebody that you've looked up to your entire life and then you're standing here or you know he's standing in front of you and you're just having to have to perform your heart out and not only do you perform your heart out but so much so that you're a part of his team now like no like congratulations thank you so much i'm super excited about it the excitement has gotten even more because with every week that passes there's something new um and it's just been it's just been like like i said uh, when we were talking privately it's it's been surreal and I'm loving, like, I just love it so much. Like, I just, it's, it's actually inspired me to, like, be healthier. And, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I want to I enjoy this ride, you know. And um, one thing I'll say out there is, like, never, ever give up. Because um, I remember just a few weeks prior to the whole thing, I was sitting with Beth. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, I, I just, I need a, some sort of break. Like, yeah. I've been doing this my whole life. And I'm not saying I'm quitting because I, I don't believe in quitting. And, and, and if you're a musician, I don't really think you quit. I think it's just you maybe try something else or whatever. And, you know, I was just at that, that limit for me. And I've been doing it for a long time. And I've had some amazing breaks, but not something that, you know, could catapult my career or anything. And um, so I just want to say to everybody out there that needs that message, just keep doing it because... It is the it is the most truest thing in the world. It is not cliche. It's it's the truth. You just gotta keep going, and you never know. You never know. You never know, right? Unless you try, and you tried, and you you submitted that video, and you were picked, and here we are, freaking. You know <laughs> what day is it? September or we're August? August <laughs> August sixth of twenty twenty. Okay, and two thirty three over here. Two thirty three, twelve thirty three over here. And October 21st, you are coming out playing the synth. Am I correct on this? On October 23rd. October 23rd, my bad. You're going to be playing the synth on his album. Okay, so not the full album, but I, Power I, I'm of on. Power of One track? Yes, yes. So, so Power of the One is the new album coming out from Bootsy, and it is a phenomenal record. Um, it's. It's really reaching out on a lot of different things. It's definitely got funk, but it's it's a lot of different sounds of Bootsy. And I was just like enamored by, you know, the invitation to be able to play a little bit on it. And when he sent me the track, you know, I'm just like, wow. This, and I, I play on what I believe is going to be the last track of the record. I won't give titles or anything like that. I don't okay. think it's my, my duty. But... Um, but it, you know, I play on one of the more ballady kind of songs that that's on the record, and um, it's beautiful. And and then he reached out, and I recorded some more stuff with him uh, for another track. 
that's not on this record. So there's like a lot going on with Bootzilla. Uh, Bootzilla Records is is going to be a really hot thing coming very soon, starting in October with his, you know, release back. Cause he's, he's left the labels and he started his own and that's what he's doing. And he believes in funk. He believes in soul and um, he's doing an amazing job already. So um, yeah. So I'm super excited. Yeah. And I haven't announced it yet. And, you know, but you can kind of gather that I'm, in there you know and i haven't just announced it yet because um to me it's it's all about the mojo you know like like the magic of of when when things happen you know you just kind of sprinkle it out there and let yeah yeah i've just been out. like going through all your videos <laughs> and i'm like getting all the pieces putting them all together i'm like okay this is happening you're good you're good <laughs> um, I have something kind of exciting that I wanted to show you that I think you will really appreciate. So this is the album that I picked up at Amoeba Records for $4.99, okay? And Amoeba is like in Berkeley, right? And I understand that it has water damage on it, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. But check, have you seen this? You probably have, right? The poster inside? This album? Oh, uh -huh. yeah. But how it opens up. Oh, yeah. It opens Ooh. up as like a, as one of these like 3D kind of <laughs> Yeah, that's right? so dope. Yeah. Check this out. I It even came with the paper cutouts, the paper dolls. <laughs> like, dude, Mr. Wiggles. Oh, yeah. Um, Dr. Funkenstein, Sir Nose. Queen Freakaline, like all of it. <laughs> Giggles and squirm, peanut, <laughs> booty, jellyfish. <laughs> and I amazing. was like, I wasn't expecting to find this. Um, $4.99? $4.99, dude. Um, that's the, uh, where, the, where the record comes in. $4.99, I was like, dude, did they do, what were they thinking? They must have not had like looked all the way in it and saw that it had like the, the paper cutouts and everything. I was so blown away. Somebody does not understand the power of the, <laughs> the funk. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's your find though. That's awesome. Yeah, that's incredible, dude. So uh, another quick story. Me and my son, when we did live in Austin, and this was probably about nine, ten years ago. Um, it was our tradition every year to see P Funk whenever they would come into town. So we would get dressed up, we'd go to the show, you nice. know. So that was always me and my son's thing to do. Um, so that's why I have a, a huge um, affection and for Bootsy. I mean, P Funk in general, but of course, Bootsy is the man. Um, so I did obviously want to discuss all that with you because I think it's just amazing how you were able to just grow your empire into something as huge as this, you know? And now you're working with one of your like biggest influences in life. And, and I think it is important for everybody to know that your dreams can come true if you work hard enough and you put enough of your heart and your soul into it. Firm believer now. And, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I wanna say um, Bootsy is, is, is very special uh, to uh, the power of, of funk and, uh, specifically like his story is incredible you know Bootsy came from from um from very humble um, um upbringing and he he had a guitar that he strung like four 
E strings on it, like the, like the thicker strings on a guitar to make a bass. Oh, wow. Because his, his brother was like, you're going to play bass, I'm going to play guitar, you know? And when James Brown heard of these guys and pulled them into his band, this is where apparently the one came from, right? So James is like, no, 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 not two and four, one and three, you know? Uh-huh. And the one is the emphasis, the bam. And when Bootsy left that band to go to Parliament Funkadelic, you know, George Clinton, the genius of George Clinton, completely made a whole, like, symphony, operatic symphony around that. And that's where the the one comes from, you know, and everything on the one, right? And one yeah. nation and everything. So... You know, if you think about it, Bootsy is responsible mm-hmm. for a lot of this sound. And so that's why, to me, like, not only is he just a phenomenal, like, funky bass player. And, I mean, he's got, like, a pocket, like, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy when you really hear what he did on these tracks and you really pay attention. It's phenomenal. You know, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a genius. And so... I think it's 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 amazing to work with him. I mean, it's it's amazing to be able to uh, also grow our relationship in the future. I mean, um, I see a lot of a lot of really cool projects coming out, you know, with with he and I and and other musicians. And what that. does it feel like to get a text from Bootsy Collins or to wake up <laughs> to an email from Bootsy Collins? <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. It's like. I'm scrolling through. Oh yeah, Guitar Center coupon. So, oh, Bootsy wrote me. Oh, what's he, what's, he, what's he saying? Okay, cool. You know, he's like, "Hey, man, can you, you know, can you do this?" And yeah. Oh man, that is so awesome. So I was reading in a review um, that just kind of moved me, and I want to read it for the viewers here. And this review, excuse me, I didn't write the person's name that um, actually did it, but. It says here, quote, obscenely talented with the soul of Elton John and the spirited guitar skills of Jimi Hendrix. While he's able to bongo, drum, strum, finger pick, rap, sing, and do ventriloquistic performances <laughs> with his football-shaped alien puppet friend. His most impressive move is stringing his guitar behind his neck and flawlessly playing a killer guitar solo as if he himself had invented guitar solos decades ago. Wow. How does it make you feel when you hear something like that written about you? Oh my goodness. I mean... You know, I, it's, first of all, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing to be recognized for whatever you do. Like it's, it's, it's so important, I think for, um, people out there to understand, uh, how much I love the music, how much that like a genuine, you know, I genuinely love to perform. Um, and for that to be witnessed or, or noticed rather, it's just an amazing feeling, you know, it's, it's kind of like something that, as a performer, you know, I mean, you just want to, you want to be recognized as for what you do. And, um, I think it's just an incredible feeling, you know, and thank you for reading that again. Like I haven't really addressed that in a while. And <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, well, I, heard, I was like, well, Elton John and Jimi Hendrix. Now that's quite a combination. It, it must be these glasses though. That's what they're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> I love those glasses. It's gotta be those. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about your love stream. So you are now, you just finished episode number 72 last night. Am I correct? That's correct. Okay. And you've been doing this consistent, consistently, obviously, since this whole, you know, whatever's going on has started going on. Yeah. 72 episodes. What in the world keeps a man motivated enough to get in front of his computer screen every day, or every, I'm not sure, um, how often do you release? Are there Thursdays and Fridays, right? Is when you release your live streams? It first started Monday through Friday, and then it went to Wednesday through Friday, and now it's going to Thursday and Thursday. Friday just because of all the recording. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, and all the other stuff you have going on, obviously. You're a very busy man. <laughs> um what kept you like motivated and just going you know even like when you're having a rough day or you just don't want to get up and get in front of the computer but you know you have your fans waiting for you like what what keeps you going and motivated to do this love stream i mean you know people like you people like my fans that are out there that are you know you know we we say this or you see it all over I don't really have cable anymore, but when I did, it was like, you know, we're all in this together and, you know, you see all this stuff and yes, we are. And we're all in this together and we're all doing it together, but we're all feeling the, 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 the being afraid and like the, 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 the fear of things too, you know, and we're trying to stay positive through it, but there's so much, there's so many questions and it's, it's crazy. And, it, and the one thing that's kept me sane is music. I definitely feel like the music has certainly kept me in tune with, okay, you know, you know, just keep doing this. It's almost a meditation for me. It really does uplift me. Um, and I have, you know, woken up several times where I'm just like, oh, you know, he's, oh, yeah. all right, you know, and I got the show tonight, so I better pull this out of the hat, right? So like, and by the time the show is over, I'm like, yes, you know, I'm God, you know, I'm, I, I'm invigorated again. And it's kind of, is it kind of like going to the gym? Like nobody wants to do it, but then once they go, you know, and you get into it, then you're like, oh, this is why everybody likes to go to the gym because it makes you feel real good. <laughs> exactly. And also, I'm working up a sweat like a gym in here, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it actually does feel like I went to the gym and I'm like perspiring. It is, oh, it feels so good. And you take a cold shower and it's like, that was worth it, you know? Yeah. But, it started off as a songwriting exercise. Um, and I didn't realize, as none of us did, how long we'd still be dealing with this. Sure. So, like, when it first started off, I was like, okay, you know, we're just going to pick some random samples and we're going to make a beat and blah, blah, blah. And um, then it started getting more evolved. And I love, I love when the magic takes over of things and you start doing something different than when it started. And yeah. I look back to episode one, it's way different than the production that we have now. Yeah. You know, um, uh, my wife, <laughs> which by the way, I got chicken? married in March. Huh? Is she the chicken? I was just going to say. <laughs> so, so she was the first couple of episodes and she was picking random beats and I would make a song out of it. Since then, she's evolved to the math my chicken. <laughs> oh, the math my chicken. <laughs> yeah, where she comes out and does magic tricks and... And basically that segment of the show, although now she has fans, <laughs> is was basically to get the microphone in check and let people walk into the room and, sure, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get that all going before the show started. Yeah. So there's been so many tweaks along the way. 
And uh, but for me personally, like the songwriting part of it, you know, now I take it very serious. Um, I'll start writing, you know, probably immediately after this. Yeah. And I'll get a few ideas so that there's still improvisation and a lot of spontaneity. But, um, you know, it, it has it has changed from like the songwriting to I mean, the beat making to an actual song now. And one of the reasons why it started off Monday through Friday is because I was just going crazy. Yeah. I'm one of those, I'm one of those people that has like kind of too much energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I reserve a lot of my energy for music and stuff, but I like, I literally, I'm just, you know, it's hard for me to sleep. And just, Maybe it's know. all the coffee you're drinking there. Handy. <laughs> <laughs> I make it, I make rocket fuel. So this is not, oh, wow. This is not regular coffee. This is definitely rocket fuel. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, you know, and then so um, with all the energy, but then what happened was I, I have 72 songs now, right? Not all of them are amazing, but a lot of them are pretty good. Yeah. And so uh, I started recording them. And so, you know, when this is all said and done, I'm going to 100 episodes, by the way. Okay. When this is all said and done, I'll have at least seven slamming records. Dude! Music, you know? That's so crazy because each episode you're actually, you're writing a song. Writing a new song. You're writing a new song every episode. Now, when it first started, you were just kind of like showing the production side and like showing yes. how you could do the beats and like how yeah. you could do like the little MIDI pad or what is the pad called? The Yeah, an MPC or yeah little beat maker thing because mm -hmm. um, I remember a lot of that and it was a lot of like talking back and forth and communicating which you still do mm -hmm. yeah the one with the little lights and stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then as your and then as your shows evolved I've noticed that it's a lot of you you're just you're going from instrument to instrument and you're looping and you're doing your whole thing so that's what I was curious about is that and I do try to share all your shows to the base page um, whenever I see you pop up um, because I just, I love you so much. I've always been such a huge fan of yours. Um, uh, but I love how, <laughs> becomes, um, I love how it has evolved to that and how you've been able to kind of, um, shift it to where not only are you encouraging your friends and your fans and your family and pops, you know, we love you. Um, uh, but you're also, you know, you're creating a discography, you know, a huge vault of songs that you can use, you know, later on. And it's not like you're going to be like um, searching for some beats or something. <laughs> no. uh, your only problem is going to be like which one to release first. Absolutely. And so it's crazy. Usually the very last one becomes my favorite. So like, I'm like, okay, well, I got to get that one going, but then I'll write something and I'll be like, well, this sounds a little better. So it is getting a little tricky, which is why I'm going to a hundred. And I figure at that point, I'm just going to take a breather, you know, just kind of yeah. like a Netflix series, you know, it has seasons. I love it. Um, and this is going to, we, we actually calculated it. It's going to go right before the holidays. Oh, wow. So it landed pretty perfect right before the holidays doing now the Thursday and Friday schedule yeah and um yeah but i mean you know writing uh my writing has grown from this it started as a songwriting exercise and it certainly has taught me um another thing that i'd like to do is i like to challenge myself with difficult keys so like um 
you know, there are certain keys on the keyboard that I can fly over, but there are certain keys that I'm not that, you know, um, well-versed in. Sure. So I'll, I'll throw those keys and write a song in it and I'll screw up, you know, during the thing. And, you know, it's totally cool. It's like, it's a beautiful mistake. You know, you, you kind of just... improv. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just all improv. And uh, with that, I want to be a better musician, you know, like if I'm sitting in with some cats and they happen to be playing in some crazy key that, you know, I, I'm fine with it. You know, it's, so I'm pretty sure by now you complain just about any key. <laughs> well, I mean, but, 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 you know, but, but keyboards, uh, or, or I should say the keys, right. Um, kind of came later to me. Like, so I, I've been playing bass and guitar for a long time percussion. I was in high school in the percussion squad and stuff. And, uh, you know, voc vocals, uh, you know, I, I've never really like prided myself on singing, but I've got the certain rasp to it and, yeah. and can hit some high notes as well. So, you know, I go for it. I, you know, who knows? So what was your first instrument? Alto sax. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, that, that and guitar. Cause my dad had a classical guitar. Here's a funny story for your show. Um, I used to run home after playing sax in the middle school band. And by the way, there were just too many trumpet players. So the band director was like, you're playing sax. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I loved it though. I actually loved the saxophone. In fact, I want to get one. I, I love it. Yeah. And with like Maceo, Cannonball, you know, uh, Carl Denson, those cats, like that's how I want to play like funk, you know? But anyways, I would run home and I'd pull my dad's um, classical guitar out of the closet and I'd, I tried the music that he had, you know, he was going to some lessons and the neighbor across the street apparently could hear me practice because I'd practice with a window open. Yeah. And one day he, my dad comes home from work and he, he tells my dad, he's like, you know, your boy comes home every day after school, I guess. And, you know, he's practicing uh, the guitar because I would put it away before my dad would come. Oh. <laughs> Not that he would get upset or anything, but just... I kind of wanted to be very private about it, I guess. Yeah. And uh, and the neighbor told him, you know, you ought to you ought to get him a guitar, like a his own guitar, you know. So I'll never forget. My pops was like, the neighbor says you've been practicing the guitar, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, let's go down to the old music store. It was like Arnold and Morgan. I lived in Dallas. Okay. Old old ass music store, and he was like, you know. Pick one, you know, but the, my first guitar was like a Yamaha, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. I wanted an SG. Like I wanted. Of course you did. Because <laughs> Angus Young, right? I wanted. <laughs> I loved ACDC. I was like, oh, I want to play like Angus. Buy me the $2,000 guitar, Dad. <laughs> but that's like, um, why don't we get this Yamaha that looks like Angus guitar? And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's fine. Shit. So anyways. Oh, yeah. that's so cool, dude. My mom, she was the one that made me and my brother both do uh, music as well. And it's really funny because my band director was my mama's band director, was my brother's <laughs> band director, and was no my way. band director. Mr. Molina, if you're out there, shot out. He's still oh. rocking and rolling, looking young. and That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know how he does it, but... He's what was your first instrument then? Uh, tuba. 
tuba. That's what I was gonna tell you. Yeah. So mom's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta do music or whatever. She's like, make sure you do not come home with a clarinet. She's like, I cannot stand the way those things squeak, you know, or whatever. And so here I come home with this big ass tuba that I can't even carry. Oh <laughs> my god! Did you have to get a dolly for that or like a wagon or something? I I can't even remember how the hell I got it home. And I had to ride the school bus too, you know? So it's just this whole thing. And I'm like, okay, thanks, mom. You didn't want me to get the clarinet. So they put me, you know, and I wanted to play the drums, but apparently I didn't have enough rhythm to play the drums. But it all worked out perfectly because um, I just got to play bass. Like I just moved straight to. Um, I was just going to say that band. bass clef. So you, yeah. you can read bass clef. And that's, that's powerful for a bassist. That's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of what sold me too on the whole tuba thing. They're like, okay, but if you play tuba, you could also, we're going to need a bass guitar player for the jazz club. So nice. then I was like, well, okay, if I get to play bass guitar, that's kind of cool. And, mm -hmm. you know, tuba, I never thought was the coolest until we were like in marching band in the, in the stands and we get to dance. <laughs> stuff, you can you know? dance with it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Oh man, the tuba is bad though. The tuba <laughs> is bad. That's a bad instrument. Can you do yeah. it all? Like, boom, 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 boom. can you can you still play it? Yeah. Well, okay. My friend Shane, shout out Shane. Um, he's like a badass tuba player, and we went to school together. And so every time I end up in Corpus, you actually you probably know Shane, Shane Rackley. Um, yep. Yeah. Every time I end up in Corpus, I always end up at his house at like two in the morning trying to play his tuba. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing to play it too, for sure. <laughs> 2, 2 a.m., perfect tuba time. Oh my God. But when I did, I used to have a band called Picklefish, and Shane actually played sousaphone in that band. So it was okay. really cool. Yeah, we had double bass and bass and the sousaphone. Dang. So, yeah, I was pretty off the wall, dude. Like, I'm, I'm legit. That's heavy. Yeah, thinking about doing something like that again. You should. I think it'd be super fun. The more bass, the better, you know? You never have too much bass. That's um, right. Let's see what else I wanted to talk about. In so 2017, your album Mosaic is that is that pronounced right? You got top ten Austin album of the year by the Austin Music Awards. Now is that um, a fan based award or? No, I they reached out and said. I mean, it was a poll, I guess. Okay. Um, I didn't even realize <laughs> that I was up for it or anything. It just happened, um, which is pretty incredible because I haven't get, really gotten a lot of love from the Austin Chronicle. Really? So, yeah, no. Mm -mm, Do you no. have your own day yet? No, no. And like... What? I'm okay, we are... I am writing a petition. I'm writing <laughs> as soon as we get My off... My own day. Yeah, oh, I mean, no. every day, you know, it's like, but it is weird though to me, like, um, you know, um, I don't know what you have to do really, but it really, that part doesn't matter to me anymore because there's so much going on that, you know, those sorts of accolades are, are fairly unimportant, I think. Yeah, I mean, you you're showing what you're worth with all the work and everything. Like everything, greatness. You're like, it's exuding from you. You're like attracting yeah. everything that you need. You know. So yeah, well, no, we don't need that. we don't need awards and all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. the only award that I'd like to win are some Grammys. Um, That'd be great. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to work with some Grammy 
award-winning people and just to move into that whole thing um you know I, I write a lot of different kinds of music too i just wrote a, a fanfare theme for the special olympics did you really i did i did and it's this grandiose piece of Music. And so they're gonna and they're using it for the Special Olympics. Yes. Yeah, so <gasps> congratulations! Oh Thank my God, that's much. so cool. One of my best friends, her son, he's always doing Special Olympics. Awesome. So that's super awesome, dude. I wanted to make something that was very empowering, and something that you felt, you know, like 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 a king or queen walking yeah. into. So um, it's called uh, the Champion Anthem, and. It's like, you know, fanfare, like, da, 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 you know, and all this craziness. And, and uh, I kind of took some ideas from, like, the, the fanfare of the Olympics, basically, like, something that was kind of like that. And But anyways, my point being is that, you know, I think what's important to me is leaving a large and vast uh, disc discography of music and songs and a long list of people that I've worked with and that kind of thing. And that to me is the most important thing about being a musician, you know, like, you know, you, you focus on practice. I practice incessantly and like just trying to always be better at the craft, um, yeah. you know, and uh, to be rewarded with awards or, or a mention or, or blurb or something. It's just, it, it has become very unimportant to me. Yeah, it's um, nice, but it's not necessary. Well, it's very nice because the average person uh, needs to be told <laughs> what is good out there. Yeah. And so that they, they will follow, you know, what's what's being mentioned, of course. Um, and I think that that's a positive for sure. But I certainly am not looking for those sorts of pats on the back or anything because it's just it really is not very important. Well, next time I see you, I'm giving you like 100 pats on the back because you deserve <laughs> all of them. Um, one last question that I did want to ask you, um, I know you're super busy and I know that you have a lot of other things that you need to do and I appreciate you so much for I taking appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. your day um, to speak with me and the fans of Henry and the Invisibles. Um, I was just curious, living in such a, living in a community such as Austin that is so, it's so based on live music and, and entertainment and um and you know that's what the city's known for like how do you feel this is affecting all of our musician friends and especially in austin i mean i feel like it would just be devastating for a lot of musicians out there you mean the pandemic yes um you know i think it's devastating quite honestly um because they're the the uh, the landscape is going to look so much different um and depending on how long this is going to go on uh we've already lost some historical venues and many more are are soon to close i'm i'm pretty sure of it um and if i owned a club i mean quite honestly i mean you know without getting any sort of funding or or relief um you know i'd i'd probably bail because it's it's nuts to pay rent into a, a zone that you're not going to be able to like utilize right yeah. for for your original premise and so um i think it's devastating and i think a lot of musicians and i feel very fortunate for being a one-man band yeah. 
but 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 bands, you know, that are large, large ensembles, are having quite the difficult time. You know, you can't really gather, and if you could, there really isn't an, a, an outlet. And you might be the conguero, or you know, you might, you know, where it's it's not a melodic instrument. Although, you know, I'm not certainly not talking trash about congueros because oh, yeah. I love the congas and I love percussion and stuff. Yeah. My but my point being is that, you know, um, if you played guitar or something, you could at least sing and and do something live or or your bass. You know, you could do this. You know, and you can film it and stuff, and you can film the drums too. But it's almost as if you need to have an accompaniment in yeah. those cases. And so I think it's been really difficult for people to um, quickly. We had to figure it out. You know how we're gonna go and 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 be strong through all this um but i have seen a lot of my friends like pretty depressed about it and you know for them i pray and i hope that they could find some sort of solace and you know so to and answer that your question inspiration for them as well i mean i try but you know it's like i think it's just going to be very 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 different obviously i mean i'm there's no crystal ball here right i mean we yeah. can see it. it's yeah it's going to be um, absurd when when we come back into this, uh, and and then you got to think about like, I'm I'm already like down with performing at certain venues where like there's social distanced, and I I did a gig back in June um, at the Far Out, and uh, you know, but since then they've had to tone it down even more. Yeah, because we were kind of on the verge of an opening, and then you know nobody believed in it, and then now it's out the window and all this craziness, yeah. and that's neither here or there. But like, um, so I'm wondering myself, yeah, like when it starts coming back and stuff, um, what that's even gonna look like. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Um, I'm super curious too, and so you know, uh, town like Austin that's known as the live music capital of the world. It's just, it blows my mind. I just can't imagine. I'm sure there's a lot of musicians that are just kind of seeking some sort of, some sort of help or some sort of way out or some sort of answer to like what's coming next. And, and I do see a lot of people doing live streams and, and that's amazing. And, and I think it's, we, we should note and mention that one thing that does set you apart from a lot of the other live streams, and I don't want to give away your secrets or anything, but it's just kind of obvious, is, <laughs> is you know, the charisma, the dedication, the, 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 um, the environment, like just the, the way you have everything set up, like your little sign, like everything makes me <laughs> want to watch this video, you cool. know? Thank you. you. Made your whole like an environment very inspiring, you know, for yourself and I'm sure for everybody else at home too so you know that definitely sets you apart from other people and i think maybe a lot of people need to start thinking about you know thinking outside of the box in other ways that we can like still make this work it's just we're gonna make it work a little differently now well yeah i mean like this conversation here that we're having i mean i think this is i think this is one of the brilliant things that have come out of it yeah let's talk about some positives right like this is pretty cool like Whereas before, you know, it was either like a meeting for coffee and having an interview with a microphone or perhaps a phone call or something. I mean, I've used Zoom so many times. I'm about to do 
a Zoom happy hour coming up in a few hours, like where there's going to be hundreds of people. Really? Like a, yeah. How does that, so how does that work? So um, basically I get these calls where I do a happy hour and it's me and two other musicians usually. Uh-huh. And there's, there's a couple of cats that book these things and most of it is for like a corporate setting, but of course everybody's working from home. So there's not, you know, it's not suit and ties and stuff. And there's hundreds of people from their company and the, and the boss just wants to do something cool for them. Right. So, so we throw it down and it's kind of like a song swap and we throw it down and uh, we have a lot of fun. And then the chat window is going off and we can chat with them. And then they ask us questions and we, there's some banter and then it's goodbye. And you know, it's a cool gig. I mean, that's, but like to answer your question, I mean, that's what we're coming up with. Right. So, yeah. you know, zoom parties or live streams or these kinds of interviews. And I mean, so I'm excited about that. And I think that it's going to definitely bleed into the future of how we're going to manipulate around most of the stuff. Sure. I only, you know, I, I keep thinking like, I had like five festivals cancel like just this past month. Yeah. And that's devastating. I mean, I was actually a headliner on a bunch of these this year and I was super stoked about it. And, you know, I'm not, you know, this is no pity party, man. Cause everybody's. Oh losing. no. Yeah. Everybody's feeling it. Yeah. But it sucks. Everybody's losing, but it's just like, it's so crazy. And I think about those gigs in particular where there were thousands of people you know, when is that going to come back? And I'm not talking drive-in movie theater gigs either. Like, yeah. you know, when is that going to come back? And when it does, whoa. I mean, that's just going to be... I know. Good <laughs> luck keeping us under control. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, you know, we're going to go off, you know? Yeah. So, so um, do you have merch, Henry? Yes. You do? Absolutely, that's, yeah. That's on your merch store at henryinvisible.com? Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's the Invisible Store. I think it, I think it's Invisible Threads now, and it's about to be updated because I'm putting a lot more like of the T-shirts and stuff. But like this hat says Invisible on it. And nice. Well, actually... So you have your own custom sunglasses yet? Yes. You I do? do? I do. That you there... sell on the site? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yep. I'm yep, good. <laughs> Well, well, we'll have to send you a pair because I appreciate this. And dude, um, that is so cool. I thought I was coming up. I thought I was coming up with an idea for you, and you already had it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got to be honest. They're not as cool as this, though. So I got to get. <laughs> I got to get to work. I got to, you know, get some glue and some, you know, tweezers. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no. Bedazzle we're, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, bedazzling is something that we could really get good at during quarantine. I want to. <laughs> Start bedazzling the shit out of everything. Just jackets. Dude, bust out the bedazzler. <laughs> I have to bedazzle. Yeah, uh, and then start, then start auctioning off your custom pieces. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, Dude, this is a this is a business plan right here. Yeah. Is what we're gonna... <laughs> so I, uh, but I have to say though, my merch store uh, is a little lacking since quarantine because, well, we were on the road quite a bit and we have a lot of uh, physical merch you know, koozies and glasses and records and, you know, vinyl and, and shirts, glow in the dark shirts and oh, cool. hats and earrings and all kinds oh, of crazy nice. stuff. But since uh, it was just kind of like a big 
punch out, you know? Yeah. And now I'm just kind of shaking my head and saying, okay, okay, I need to focus on the online store. So it's, you know, yeah, it's coming up again, though. We got Figuring a lot of cool it stuff. all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, getting it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Well, I'm going to wrap this up, but I do want to um, let the viewers know once again how they can find you. So we can find you at henryinvisible.com. Henryinvisible.com, and I am at Henry Invisible everywhere. Uh, everywhere, folks. At Insta, Henry. Twitter, Facebook, uh, you know, it's any, any new thing that's coming out, TikTok, whatever. We're getting rid of TikTok. It's cool. You know, it's hey, I mean, Microsoft's buying TikTok. That's what I hear. Um, <laughs> it's no longer cool then, is, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't understand why Facebook did it. Whatever. I, I'm not getting into it. Okay. So we can yeah. find you at Henry Invisible anywhere. You just look up Henry Invisible. He is everywhere. Find him live on the Love Stream Thursday and Friday nights at 9 p.m. And find him on BootsyRadio.com every Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. Um, please go to his merch store, support this man, like his page, comment, share. Thank you. He is an amazing, amazing inspiration. You're amazing too, Sunshine. Thank oh, you for thank having you. me on the show. Thank you, yeah. man. Thank you so much. And I hope the rest of your day goes great. And I hope that your Zoom party is all dance party-like. <laughs> it's going to be off the hook. Oh, yes, uh. yes. I'm going to get up and I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> No, no can Friday, but it's not Friday. No, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, all well, right, I love brother. sunshine. Yes, yeah. so much love to you. Tell Pops I said hi, mm-hmm. and man, peace out. We'll talk soon. All right, cool. All right, man. Bye. Peace.